Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul. Happy Diwali. It's the Festival of Lights. We're going to go over how it's celebrated, the stories behind it, and why it's so important and one of the largest holidays celebrated in the entire world. So Hindus, Sikhs, and Jains all over the world celebrate Diwali. It's a five-day festival that is has like really significant roots behind it and really powerful messages. Like there's this overall theme of hope over despair, good conquering over evil, and these like beautiful stories that depict those kinds of themes. Of course, I'm going to try and hit everyone in their feel-good warm fuzzies for this beautiful, beautiful holiday by contributing <laughs> with Kachu's purrs. Let's see if I can capture them. One of the main deities during this holiday is Sri Mahalakshmi, which is the goddess of wealth and abundance and well-being. And often people will see lighted lamps and candles or diyas so that Lakshmi will visit their home. Family and friends gather together, sweets, food, gifts are exchanged. There are beautiful clay lanterns and... People will create these gorgeous mandalas or mandalas. I'm not really sure how to say that word. I keep trying to look up how to say it and everyone has a different answer. I've always said mandala, Um, but their beautiful colors are everywhere. There's so much symbolism and I can't wait to get into this holiday and all the history behind it with you. I want to know if you celebrate or if you have family or friends that celebrate. I know that I have a couple friends that celebrate Diwali, and I always think that the outfits are stunning. The food looks decadent and so delicious. I always I always want to try some of the sweet treats that they make. So I am so so excited to cover this particular holiday. I had no idea that it was several days long and there were many cool things that I learned about it and I'm really excited to share it with you if you don't know very much about it. I also have a friend, she's Nepali and she actually like does competitive dance, like traditional dance and I remember um, her doing like a Diwali dance in particular, and it was very, very beautiful. I'll have to see if she's comfortable with me sharing some of the videos of her doing that particular dance. I also have a a different friend, and I know that she would always get really excited for Diwali, and um, there was a time where she brought in, like, presents for everybody, and, like, 
she did this all through like elementary and middle and then into high school and it was really really sweet and super kind um, and generous of her to do that and it was like a really cool way to get to know more about her and her culture and it was just like a really cool thing for her to do Um, very open person it was really neat to be included in that kind of way but it's always had me curious about what it is where it came from and like the history behind it and then like religious wise and spirituality wise like what the story was and what the messages were behind it so like i said before there are five days of diwali the first day is danteras the next day is norak chantudashi the third day is lakshmi puja the fourth day is govardhan puja and the fifth day is Baja Douche. Also, I'm sorry, I looked up the pronunciations because I really wanted to get this right, but I already can tell that I'm putting a Spanish spin on it. Um, so bear with me here. So the dates change every year. Um, it's usually in October or November, but it's based on the Hindu lunar calendar. It's the night of the new moon preceding the Hindu month of Kartika. So on the first day of Danteras, um, tea lights are lit and put on balconies, on entryways of homes. There's also lots of purchasing of kitchen utensils so that it represents good fortune. And there's lots of prayers being told, baking, cleaning the house and decorating going on to beckon in the the new month and the beginning of this Diwali celebration. The second day of Narag Charudashi. It depends on the region how this is celebrated. But typically there's an exchange of sweets with friends and or family. Um, this is the part where I'm like, wow, those look really good. I don't know um, what it was that I saw, but there are these like, they look like little pastries and they looked really good, almost like glazed pastries. I'm going to have to look up and see what it was that my friends were making. They almost have like a design in them. I might be confusing them with something else, but they looked really, really good. Um, also, the floors are decorated with rangolis, which, which are these intricate patterns. Oh, that's what I was calling mandalas um, that are made out of colored powder, rice, and flowers, um, depending on the medium that they decide to use, um, or mixed media. What I think is really cool is I actually had the opportunity to see um, several monks uh, come visit my university when I was um, at my university, and they did something. Oh, hi, Kachu. Oh, hello. He's come to visit again, <laughs> per usual. Um, maybe he's just very intrigued uh, by the Rangolis. Um, but they used the colored powder, kind of thin, thin sand, and they did chants, and it was this gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful like lotus pattern that they did it was absolutely stunning like it was so beautiful and I believe that it was Obama who was the first U.S. president to ever host Diwali in the White House and he had uh 
people make rangolis in the White House, and I think they did it in the, the shape of an elephant, but I'm going to double check that because I also might be making that up. Yep, I totally made that up. Um, I mean, the part about the rangolis, um, I, uh, it was actually, so Obama did have the first ever um, celebration and the recognition of Diwali, and I've also realized that I was saying dia wrong i was saying dia but it's dia those are the little lanterns that are lit that i'll get into in a little bit um but he lit a dia in the oval office and i'll make sure i have that particular uh source in the show notes that i just looked up so the third day is lakshmi puja which is today and it's the biggest and arguably the most important day of diwali this is where um, people work worship Lakshmi. Um, people dress up in their new clothes or in very formal clothing and gather for prayer to honor her. They feast and there's many fireworks and festivities that are done together to honor her and to celebrate that good overcomes evil and that light defeats the darkness. I'll get more into the story behind that or one of the stories behind that in a little bit. The fourth day is Govardhan Puja, which means the new year. This is where people celebrate Lord Krishna and Gujarati, which means uh, symbolism for the new year. There's also food offerings that are prepared for Puja, which also, you know, is celebration for the new year. And then there are gifts exchanged and well wishes given to each other. And then on the fifth and last day, it's called Baya Duj. And this is specifically for siblings to get together and bond with each other. Brothers will visit and bring gifts to their sisters if they have sisters. And rituals and sweets are given to each other in honor of each other. It's said that sweets, whenever they they are given to each other, are supposed to represent letting go of bitterness from previous years and starting the new year with like good fortune, sweetness, prosperity, things like that. And I think that's like a really great way to start the new year where it's like, oh, it's starting the new year with a sweet treat. I think that's lovely. So why is it called Diwali? This I think is really cool. So there are these clay oil lamps that are these handmade oil lamp, uh, clay lamps where they're filled with oil and uh, you light them and they last quite a long time and they're called dias. So these handcrafted cups are flattened and they have little rims on the side and they're painted bright colors. They're very, very beautiful. They're put in rows and on pathways, and they're also put on the balconies, like what I was talking about on the first day of Diwali. Um, Diwali is also called Deepavali, because deep means oil lamp, and avali means rows or clusters, which I'm like, that's so cool. You, it like exactly means rows of light, clusters of lamps. I think that is just such a beautiful name for a holiday. There's also, of course, lots of usage of sparklers and fireworks, and all of this is said to symbolize light over dark, goodness over evil, all of those wonderful themes of like just like overcoming and perseverance. Some people dress in new clothes 
for the new year. The sweets, like I was saying, was to let go of bitterness. And rongolis are often in lotuses, in shapes of lotuses, elephants. See, that's where I got the elephants. (laughs) I'm not making things up completely. Um, But lotuses, elephants, conches or conchs. I never know what to call the shell. Um, The deity Om and footprints. So those are all the different uh, ways rongolis can the shapes and designs that rongolis can be made in so there's no single origin story uh, but each religion has its own narrative but all of them come down to the same theme which is good over evil so in northern india it's said that prince rama was triumphant had a triumphant return to the city of ayodhya after 14 years of exile due to the plotting of his evil stepmother. There was a heroic rescue of his wife, Sita, an incarnation of goddess Lakshmi, who was kidnapped by rival king Ravana. In South India, it symbolizes the victory of Lord Krishna over the demon king Narakasura, who imprisoned 16,000 women in his palace and who had punished all who stood up to him. But Lord Krishna was able to defeat this demon king and free all of the women. And I know that I talked about this before on day four previously. In Western India, there is the celebration of Vishnu's banishment of King Bali, where that with immense power meant threat to the underworld. This restored order to the in the entire state of the world as we know it. Jains celebrate it as the day that Lord Mahavira, his last day of the great Jain teachers, reached Nirvana. Buddhists celebrate it as the day the Hindu emperor Ashoka, who ruled in third century BC, converted to Buddhism. Sikhs devoted to Vishnu. And Diwali commemorates the release of the 17th century guru, Hargobind, after 12 years of imprisonment by Mughal Emperor Jahangir. But I'm going to pick just one of the stories, which is the first one I talked about. I'm going to read the Katie Bertles article that was written for and commemorated for last year's Diwali that was on November 2nd, 2021. I'm just going to read the story portion of her article and just like a little piece of it. So one of the main stories in Hindu mythology is that Diwali is the day Lord Rama, his wife Sita Devi, and brother Lakshmana returned to their homeland after 14 years in exile. So the villagers lit a path for Rama, who had defeated the demon king Ravana. So reenactments of the story are also a part of the celebrations in some of the regions in India and South Asia. Also, like I mentioned before, some people also celebrate the Hindu goddess Lakshmi during Diwali. As the goddess of prosperity, wealth, and fertility, the romantic Diwali story says that she chose Lord Vishnu, one of Hinduism's most important deities, to be her husband on the night of Diwali. I also really love imagining like a woman asking a man being like, you are going to be my husband. I choose you. I think that's very, very romantic. 
I know that's a very, very brief overview of just a couple of the rich, rich histories and stories behind Diwali or Deepavali. I love how beautifully each are celebrated, and I love the commonalities between each type of celebration. There's always sweets. I'm really like not over the sweets. I really want to try something. I'm going to go out this year and try something. Um, There are these big gatherings. There are these clay lamps that are just beautifully decorated and painted and lined up and clustered together. There's that focus on inner light in each person and as a collective, how people can overcome light and following light and how that will help you overcome the darkness. And then there's also protecting households from spiritual darkness and focusing on that. And I think it's really beautiful how this is one of the biggest holidays in the entire world. It is celebrated by so, so many people. And it's really cool how everyone can come together and focus on the new year in such a way. So I found this activityvillage.co.uk website. Um, that's really cute and it has printables for kids to celebrate Diwali together. It has in particular the first story I mentioned um, and I'm going to read this one because the other one I think was a little short. This one's short as well but I wanted to get a little bit of a bigger picture of one of the stories. So this one says, once upon a time there was a great warrior, Prince Rama, who had a beautiful wife named Sita. There was also a terrible demon king, Ravana. He had 20 arms and 10 heads and was feared throughout the land. He wanted to make Sita his wife, and one day he kidnapped her and took her away in his chariot. Clever Sita left a a trail of her jewelry for Rama to follow. Rama followed the trail of glittering jewelry until he met the monkey king, Hanuman, who became his friend and agreed to help him find Sita. Messages were sent to all the monkeys in the world and threw them to all the bears who set out to find Sita. After a very long search, Hanuman found Sita imprisoned on an island. Rama's army of monkeys and bears couldn't reach the island, so they began to build a bridge. Soon, all the animals of the world, large and small, came to help. When the bridge was built, they rushed across it and fought a mighty battle. When Rama killed the evil Ravana, with a magic arrow, the whole world rejoiced. Rama and Sita began their long journey back to their land, and everybody lit oil lamps to guide them on their way and welcome them back. Ever since, people light lamps at Diwali to remember that light triumphs over dark and good triumphs over evil. And I thought that was like a really sweet, succinct way to introduce someone to just one of the stories Um, and part of the Hindu religion behind Diwali. I think it's a beautiful teaching to tell people. So that's it about Diwali, one of the biggest holidays in the whole world. How do you celebrate? What are your favorite parts? Um, If you don't celebrate, do you know anybody who does? What are you, were you really surprised to hear about? What were your favorite parts to hear about? I won't stop talking about the sweet treats. Apparently, I'm in a sweet tooth mood. But I wanted to say Deepavali Mubarak Ho to everybody. May your Diwali be free from darkness 
and abundant with light. I hope it brings you health, wealth, and happiness. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.